Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Claire talking about our one cool things. Um, Bonnie already talked about women right activists in Saudi Arabia. Claire talked about the Gorilla Girls, and Leanna talked about Wilma Mankiller. Let's get to know something random about our gal pals. So I would like to know what first comes to you guys' minds when you think of someone as an activist, when you think the word activist, what do you think? How do you define that? I usually look for action. Like I want to know what is it that they are trying to change as a person, as an organization, um, as a movement. What is, you know, what is the status quo? How is it no longer quo? And where are we going? Um, And so I am cool with all forms of activism, whether it's, you know, hey, this garden is no longer cool to me and I'm going to activate my ass into cleaning up the garden. You know what I mean? Um, That I am all for it. It's just, it's that action and that defining what do you want to change in the world because i most times nine out of ten will be down <laughs> down now that's a great way to describe it because i was thinking about being active as well and taking that action because it can be a big movement that you're part of whether yeah. it's part of like black lives matter or mm-hmm. promoting like in south dakota Uh, being um, an advocate for trans rights Mm -hmm. and these big important movements, but even something small that's just within your community that you can take action and improve upon. So if it's, I I was trying to think of an example where like changing the parking downtown, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It just needs to improve people's lives. And it's Mm -hmm. usually not just for your personal benefit, but helps upraise the community overall. Yeah. You can definitely start small. And I think the more people that start small, they get bigger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's right. like, oh, hey, that worked. The world it's, didn't end. It got better. It's like, why it's <laughs> What's <important>? the next <laughs> thing? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was going to say like voting for your school board and mm-hmm. small elections, not just the presidential ones, because yeah. all of that does matter. And it affects your life probably a lot more of your day-to-day life than you actually know yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna say someone who cares for other people Mm -hmm. um and in greta thunberg's case mother earth yes uh i like it but yeah just it's having empathy for people whether it's i mean even i mean for some people it's yourself too but it's like your Mm -hmm. community your people you you are caring enough about them to speak up and speak out mm-hmm. yeah absolutely one of the first thoughts that comes to my mind is somebody who's passionate about something and then kind of the next thing was somebody who acts mm-hmm. um and i Does think something yeah you know i don't always see myself being super passionate but if i really dig deep i know there's things i'm passionate about but that mm-hmm. second action step is a little bit harder for me um because i i'm a perfectionist so I feel like, you know, if you can't live it entirely or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know we talked, Leah, when you were talking about like civil rights activists. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, 
they had their vision, their dream, but maybe every part of their life wasn't perfect or above board and all of that. Yeah. So sometimes I forget, you know, there's shades of gray and not an all or nothing. Um, and it kind of like leads into one of the topics I'm going to talk tonight about. Um, and that's about veganism. Ooh, that word everybody loves. I love it. I was a vegan for a year and a half. I really, <laughs> really liked it. It was hard, but I liked it. And I liked how I felt. So yes, please. So uh, my fiance, Josh, has been vegan for three years now. So I think it's literally been three years since I've cooked meat at our house. Ah. But I'm also kind of like a convenience, given to impulse kind of person. So it's, it's sometimes kind of hard for me. Um, but over the summer, I was talking about wanting to do better, um, to take the egg out and the, the cheese out and all of that. So I decided with where my mind's been lately, it would make sense for me to research um, women who are activists for animal rights. I like it. Even like it kind of extended into like environmental uh, conservationism. Yeah. I was blown blown away when I started to research. Um, Just like we're talking about one cool thing. Did you guys realize that animal shelters were founded because of a woman? Yes. Thanks to Facebook. I did know that because I'm in a, I'm in a lot of women's history groups. I try to keep my, you know, know, (laughs) try to stay plugged into the scene. You are pretty good. (laughs) Did you guys know that the Audubon Society came about because of a woman? Yes. Sorry, that one Josh told me. (laughs) (laughs) You would, right? (laughs) So as I kind of like contemplated and thought about why this would be, and it really, it falls in with what Bonnie was saying too of, um, you know, as women, I think we've experienced oppression and maybe not being seen as a full human or a person with the same rights. So I think it's natural for us to look at animals and think about how they're being treated or how their rights are being violated. I think the empathy factor that Bonnie was talking about too is also very, very strong in women. I mean, even as the stereotypical, you know, caregiver and that sort of thing, but still, um, empathy is a very strong um, female trait, not exclusively, but right. a, but a strong one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Josh has been like the straight and narrow vegan for three years now, mm-hmm. and I uh, <laughs> fall off the wagon. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard wagon. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. It's yeah, but it's getting easier. Although that, that brings in a whole nother case of troubles that I won't get into because this isn't the vegan show podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on our next episode. <laughs> well, I did end up looking up today. Someone on Facebook was looking for like vegan wine. And I was like, I'm like, it's wine. So I had to look it up. I guess yeah. there's, they put in fillers that can be egg and milk and dairy yeah yeah don't they also like, sometimes filter it through like fish bladders and stuff like that i know that they do yes. that with it's beer. Fish. yeah some that beers do mm-hmm. no, i'm not a wine person but that that's even more i'm like no like i don't think i'd want milk in my wine <laughs> i don't want milk ever <laughs> even before i was vegan Mm-mm. yeah i'm not a super strong milk yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Claire's like, excuse me a minute, go have a milk and cookie. <laughs> I 
eat so much cheese. I'm I starting do love to cheese. feel ashamed no, now. No I, will. <laughs> no, I will talk about a good Parmesan anytime. <laughs> like my goal in life is to be an Italian grandma. I want to be Streganona and make nothing but manicotti and lasagna and Alfredo. And now I'm Oh, don't no, no, no. feeling okay. ashamed. <laughs> no well, judgment. I, no judgment. <laughs> I think the one thing through all of our talking about veganism that I've really taken to heart is just thinking about what we consume. Yeah. And kind of Being that, mindful. It doesn't have to be all or nothing sort of thing is like, you know, what does what you want to consume or you want to have affect your environment, your fellow people, your fellow beings. Um, and that could be from like, you know, lessening how much meat you eat mm-hmm. to like not buying new products. That's also he's been an obsession lately. I've got my uh thrift more shirt on. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do want to talk about some amazing women tonight. Yes. Um the first one I want to introduce you guys to is Caroline Earl White. Okay. Um and she is the woman who in a roundabout way is the reason we have animal shelters today. Oh yay. Um, she, in 1869, uh, founded the Pennsylvania Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And it was actually that organization that opened the first animal shelter in the United States in Pennsylvania. Ah, is that related to PETA at all? The prevention of animal? No, no, not at all. Okay. All right. Just wondering. I wondered if it had roots or anything like that. Okay. Gotcha. Nope. She, like this Victorian lady, like, um wanted to found something that would protect animals from cruelty she saw in the day-to-day life and so formed that and out of that the animal shelters opened Um, and she even went a step further and founded another society that still exists today founded it over a hundred years ago in 1886 and that's the american anti-vivisection society dissection oh okay gotcha yep so she was noticing that once she uh, gathered the animals up in the shelter, that seemed to be a good area for people that needed to dissect or wanted to dissect animals to go and um, came and got all, a whole bunch of animals and pick yeah. out their next science experiment. So, you know, you form one, uh, <laughs> one uh, society to, to solve a problem <laughs> and then you create another She's one. Like, no, one no, no, that's not what I meant, people. <laughs> Leave my frogs alone. <laughs> Right. So, but I thought that was amazing. The lasting legacy that she has had. Yeah. Um, The other one I'm going to talk about has been called the grandmother of the conservation movement. Gotcha. Have you guys heard of Margaret Murie? I don't think so. M-U-R-I-E. I I assume that's Murie. I think so. Could be French Um, Murie. Murie. That's my French. So bad. Um, So... (laughs) And and this was like a passion project for her and her husband. So they did work on it together, but it was because of um, them and their passion for the wildlife in Alaska that the um, Wilderness Act and the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge were formed. Oh, cool. Which the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge is still um, one of the most pristine, untouched landscapes in the United States. Ooh, very nice. That's a nice long legacy then. Right. So she was also awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1998. Love it. From conservationism. So saving those Alaskan wildernesses. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
the other like old timey lady I wanted to introduce you guys to um, was Harriet Hemingway. Not okay. the Hemingway. Not Hemingway. the Hemingway. Not Papa Hemingway with the five toed cats. Hemingway. Hemingway. <laughs> Not to be confused with Hemingway. Okay, got it. Hemingway. <laughs> um, and she was the one that recognized that birds were being killed in staggering numbers for fashion. So oh. back in her Victorian era, era, like the fashionable feathers on the hats and like, that was like the high society fanciest thing there could be. Um, and she noticed the cruelty of this and um, started talking to other women about boycotting and not wearing them um, and not hurting the birds and preserving the birds. And it was because of her that the first Audubon Society was formed in Massachusetts, which oh. then form chapters all over the United States. And mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty recognizable organization for most people. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, Amy talked about them when she talked about Black Birders Week. That's right. Yeah, love it. Because of her Audubon chapters, there was the passage of the Lacey Act in the 1900s and it was the first federal law to protect wild animals. Um, and it later became the National Wildlife Refuge System. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, they established it in Florida, which later became the National Wildlife Refuge System. Yeah. Like well, it all feels disjointed, but it's all connected because of one woman wanting to protect birds. Nice. So I was wowed by those women when I started researching, yeah. but I realized um, I'm always impressed by women in a time where women weren't giving a voice, mm -hmm. coming forward and speaking and making change. And I talk about them a lot, but I don't really talk very often about recent people and never about young people gotcha but when you think about the activism of um especially environmental or animal rights mm -hmm. you think about what kind of legacy we're going to leave those kids yeah so the person i'm going to really like dig into tonight is actually genesis butler oh okay have you heard that name before no but i love that where you're going talking about a young person doing some good right now i dig it right <laughs> um so she's actually the youngest person to ever give a TED talk. Oh, she gave a TED talk at the age of 10. Oh my um, gosh. Way to go. Right. That's my son just this last weekend turned 10. Yeah. And I love him to death, but I couldn't imagine what he would say on a TED talk. <laughs> I'd still pay to go though for a variety of reasons. <laughs> I have to tell you last night I was like, he was brushing his teeth and I was kind of scratching his back. It was right before bed. And he turned to me and he goes, mom, do you think when you scratch my back, I let off pheromones? I love that child. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> what, what did you say, Katie? <laughs> I don't know as a parent what I would say in that situation. Besides, would, would you like a cookie? <laughs> Does his school do science fair projects? That would be, I would love to see that cardboard, trifold. Pheromones, yeah, your nay. Back massages. I said to share because that was like he says a lot of random things but that one I was like he's been talking about pheromones lately I think they talked about it in science or <laughs> whatever but oh, he was also like grilling me about kidney stones the other day he just has a very specific interest in the human body and he's a budding hypochondriac no doubt but is he he's worried he's gonna get kidney stones at age 10 yeah Okay. Is there, isn't there uh, an outbreak of kidney stones that are currently happening in a school? He didn't want to know if I know anybody that has had kidney stones. Don't tell him about shingles. 
Oh my god. Well, he should know. Katie's had shingles like 17 times, Bonnie. Just three. <laughs> but anyway, this okay, sorry, is sorry, yes. Genesis. Um yes, TED talk. talk that was called A 10-year-old's vision for healing the planet. How have I not seen this? This sounds adorable. I watch TED Talks on my lunch break. <laughs> I will I will send it to you so it can okay. also be in the show notes because yes, please. um it is super sweet. But also she has like all of her facts. She has supporting things for her argument and she does an amazing job. It's like seven minutes long. She's going to be a librarian one day. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) She's already an activist. So she gave that talk three years ago. She's currently 13. Oh my God. Um, And she's already founded her own foundation. Perfect. I mean, did she also already graduate college at 13? Right. I expect Doogie Howser things out of this young lady. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you, I mean I'm sure you'll be seeing her name I like printed off the things so I could tell you about all of her awards she's already had I mean in 2019 she challenged Pope Francis to go vegan for a million dollars oh. donated to charity very very savvy he's like calling that. out popes I know wow is she uh, Catholic because <laughs> oh. I kind of think it'd be hilarious if she wasn't <laughs> She's like, come on, Pope, money where your mouth is. Let's see if you can do that. That was kind of like a random thing I've read. I don't know why that came about. I'm going to have to look at the cliff notes. I do suddenly, yeah. I was going to say, I now wish your question would be, what would you challenge the Pope to? Save that for a future episode, please. Yes, Yes, okay. I love that. Writing it down. (laughs) I think it'll work really good for Disney Gal Month. Yeah, it's going down, Papa Francesco. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I... No, you're good. I love it. That's You've heard the show. Idea. You know. <laughs> Pope challenge. I think like you can tell her I've been leading that her TED talk is about how she believes that veganism can help heal the world. Yeah. Because she presents a lot of statistics about like the environmental uh, um, impact of meat production, mm-hmm. about the amount of water usage and um, land destruction, especially like in South America for raising cattle and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's got all of her facts and she also has this, um, this very, I think, childlike testament of like, she was eating her favorite food, chicken nuggets, she said. And she asked her mom, like, where did it come from? And her mom said the grocery. And she's like, well, I know that. I mean, what is this? Where did it come mm-hmm. from? Um, and her mom said, you know, it's a, it's a chicken you're eating a chicken and that's was one of her favorite animals so um she made that connection and um decided that she didn't want to eat meat anymore and then later on decided that she didn't want to consume any kind of animal product and her family supported her and went vegan with her um and because of like her passion for this she's been able to give speeches she gave the ted talk um she was also i know leah loves the nerdy stuff i do so does bonnie let's do the glasses so does bonnie <laughs> and claire i think huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, she was featured in the marvel universe disney plus series hero project oh i have that on my watch list i watched yep. i watched one of them but there's uh yeah oh sweet okay i'll have to watch so she that was featured as a real life superhero inspiring change and making a lasting impact on the world she's a superhero i love it and she's helped raise funds for all kinds of different organizations um and she's also gone and talked to like politicians for supporting different bills sweet. um one of the ones i thought was like really unique was that she spoke in california um, to politicians 
supporting a bill that would provide um, plant-based food options for people in um, jails and nursing homes and other facilities where they might not be able to choose their food options. Very nice. Yes. And I thought that was super, really unique and super cool because not only like wanting to promote this vegan lifestyle for everybody and to save the planet, um, but also looking at people that might not have the access yeah, to, that to be able option. to control like their food consumption. Yeah. So I, that one really impressed me too. So that is very, you know, um, global thinking, thinking outside the box, thinking of, you know, um, you know, where else can uh, this be a benefit? Yeah. And so she did start her own foundation called Genesis for Animals. Um, and what they do is they raise funds for animal sanctuaries. Oh, cool. So she raises the funds and then goes and donates them to different animal sanctuaries around the country. Is she a big fan of the Genesis band? Like Phil Collins, is that one of her favorites? I don't, you know, no. is he vegan? Actually, he might be, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, he could be. <laughs> I, I think Bonnie's probably Googling it right now. Is Phil Collins vegan? <laughs> I know that John Chet is. I will tell you that. Of other musicians, I know John Chet. <laughs> Let's see. So I was going to tell you like some of her awards. Um, she got the Animal Hero Kids Award from Sir Paul McCarthy. McCartney? The Mc Beatle? The Beatle, yeah. The Beatle. <laughs> For being a young veg advocate. Because he's, uh, he's vegetarian at least. He may be mm -hmm. vegan because his <laughs> wife made a big vegetarian cookbook and is, yes, Linda. Right. She also got um, the Animal Rights Conference Activist Award, the Lisa Shapiro Young Animals Activist Award. Um, she got a PETA Award for being a young hero to animals. Sweet. She got a Supreme Master Shining World Leadership Award for Compassion. <gasps> She's a Supreme Master of Compassion, compassion right? life goals okay <laughs> and she got social compassion and legislation le, le, legislation yeah compassionate rising star award Sweet. so i mean it's what you do and how you feel about it not the awards you get but i have to say at the age of 13 to have her own ted talk and all of that She's somebody to watch on the rising activist star. For Let's get her and Malala together and just watch the world be fixed. <laughs> and Greta. That's and Greta. Oh, you're right. You got it. Charlie's Angels. That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah. This is a new version of Charlie's Angels for positivity and for saving the world. Done. I'm going to uh, commission some artists I know to put together a piece <laughs> of Greta and Malala. And, oh my God, Jessica? I already forgot. Um, Genesis. Genesis. Genesis Butler. Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> you have to look her up. She's totally cute. And you should definitely watch the TED Talk. I can't wait. That's going to be my lunch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have for you guys tonight. I was just very inspired by all those women and, and what See? they've done. And I'm sharing with you guys as an activist that I think all of us should try to eat less meat. Yes. I'm not saying go vegan. Meatless Mondays, that's usually- As a country, yep. we eat far more meat than we need. Yeah. Than anybody else globally does. Every other country, yeah. <laughs> so I know that we kind of have a general love of puns 
My favorite thing about meatless options are the great names they have for them. Oh yeah. <laughs> like incognito. The impossible burgers is I not know. as fun, but like, yeah. I, I want to eat them just because I like the names. They're tasty. <laughs> um, my daughter's like favorite chicken nuggets are actually vegan chicken nuggets. Those are her favorite ones. <laughs> And they make dinosaur shaped ones, y'all. And she's still like, I would like the vegan ones. (laughs) Well, one of the things in the video that Genesis talks about is that she doesn't feel like she's had to give up any of her favorite foods because there's so many vegan alternatives. She said, I still eat chicken nuggets. I just Mm -hmm. eat vegan chicken nuggets. Yeah, they're really good. I will say, and Claire, there's no alternative to macaroni and cheese. I'm oh, sorry. but you know what? I've tried so many vegan mac and cheeses. I've yeah. made them from scratch and mm-hmm. it's never going to be. I made one that I call mac and cream because I like it better than mac and cheese, but I will say it's on a different planet than mac and cheese because it's savory. It has, um, oh my gosh, what is the, what is the powdered yeast stuff? Nutritional yeast. It has the nooch. Oh my God. So the nooch. I love the freaking nooch. I will put that crap on popcorn. I love the nooch. It's so, so good. Um, it gives it almost, almost like a peanut nut flavor. And so you're getting more of a savory Italian dish uh, with the vegan option that I made of mac and cream because I couldn't call it mac and cheese because it just didn't feel like it was the right. Ra- <laughs> it didn't even feel like really it was a sister. It felt like it was the grandmother. <laughs> so Second cousin, third removed, but it was so good. And I loved it. I'm going to be sacrilegious and say that I don't eat mac and cheese. Oh! It's I cause the I can't eat Thomas Jefferson invented it. He really didn't. But yes. <laughs> but but like I can't eat super processed orange fakey kind of cheese. All right. This it's is just, mostly made out of potatoes. Yeah. So it's just something I can't eat. So like um, when people talk about mac and cheese and a substitute, it's like, well, I, I don't have anything to offer because I You're don't like I'm not anyway. in that wheelhouse anyway. So like however. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Katie, you're talking about like environmental impact and the food we have. And for the last couple of years, I've been participating in the local farm CSA. And so that's the community yeah. agriculture. And then you get like surprise fruits and vegetables. Yes. And so I've added to my Streganona repertoire. It's like, I know how to make marinara sauce now. Ah. It's very tasty. <laughs> See, exactly. And I would rather have, you know, some nice spaghetti than, mm-hmm. you know, mac and cheese, which I can't eat anyway, because apparently I'm an abomination. <laughs> fine, you're fine, you're fine. This nice is America, Claire. I thought everybody had mac and cheese at some point in their life and loved it. And then we grew out of it. And then we came back to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like butterscotch pudding. You start life with butterscotch pudding and then you forget about it for most of your life. And then you become an old person and suddenly butterscotch pudding is your jam again. I just, mm. no, <laughs> just me then. Now I want the hard butterscotch candies in like my old lady pocket. It's either one. It's either it's either the pudding or the hard candies. I'm just planning my retirement camp. Well, wait, wait. I'm a millennial. I'll never be able to retire. Oh my gosh, you're working forever. We were so positive. (laughs) We were saving the earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ruined it. We were told to do. You, you were. This yeah. is why we can't have nice things. This is why uh, I'm a Gen Xer. We knew it would be fucked. Oh. <laughs> we had already you know, given up. If we, if we just stopped <laughs> going to Starbucks, the world would have been fine. You know, I bought an avocado one time. And if I wouldn't have bought that one avocado, I, know, I, could, I, know. 
own a house, pay and off the my almond situation. Loans. We'd have bees. Yeah, I'd have oh, a I yacht. <laughs> but that one avocado ruined me. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. It did. Hey, Katie. Toast, though. Do you want to know how I learned what eggs were made out of? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting at Mr. Fable's restaurant <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, these eggs are really good. And I'm just talking about how they're just particularly good that day. My dad, out of nowhere, stares at me and says, you're eating a baby chicken. Oh, wow. How old were you? I was probably about seven. (laughs) I was old enough to know what he was talking about, but I didn't ask the question. Okay. I didn't say like, where did this come from? Please tell me in great detail. Uh, But- I didn't have eggs for like probably 20 years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you also get the word cloaca added to your vocabulary? At that time? No, but I believe like, fuck you, dude, started to rattle around in my head. <laughs> We've been trying to do uh, less meatless meals. Uh, we'll do like stir fries. Uh, we've been doing eating the impossible and beyond. Yes. Are both like very good. One of them before you cook it and i can never remember which one um one of them smells a lot like cat food before (laughs) you eat it and while you're cooking it but like once it's cooked it's fine yeah yeah um and then was it chipotle i think it's supposed to have impossible chorizo and i'm very excited oh i've i've had that frozen Yeah, yeah yeah so i'm very excited i had that on pizza and it I'm did vegan vegan cheese and yeah. I'm so hungry right now. I know, sorry. <laughs> I have to go eat. <laughs> I'm starving. Better let stuff. Claire go eat. I probably better finish this up and go to bed. It's past my bedtime. Yes, this is true. Sorry, we had a late it's night. Okay. But fun. I think I think we're saving the world though. I think I Absolutely. think we found it. <laughs> sweet well then did you want to wrap us up darling and you're wrapping up the entire month of talking about activist gals so much responsibility you got this though i believe in you (laughs) (laughs) well that wraps us up for this month's research into activist gals join us next monday when we completely change gears and get ready for the wonderful world of disney that's right Get out the princess dresses and load up illustration paints because we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of Disney World and talking about Disney gals. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.